Welcome back to CCRPG. We just finished off with our pilots uh, kind of getting their feet back under them, finding out uh, what they can do, what kind of situation they're currently involved in, getting comics critically damaged mech back under repair, and finding a place to collect their thoughts a little bit. Um, we're catching back up to them as they explore the nearby chemical refinery that they found out last time uh, seems to be part of something called Project Protoplast, and they have found is named Site 12. But otherwise, it seems like the building has been largely dissembled of most of its materials. Um, the exception to that seemed to be the building that Chimera and Orion have just stumbled into, the main chemical room, uh, where a giant vat of what is labeled as Vesalian medium. Uh, that is exactly where we are going to pick back up uh, Evelyn and Dine. What do you do? Uh, I look around, since there's power here, yep. I look around for any computer consoles that happen to be around. I figure uh, they there's there's a bunch. Um, they all seem to be monitoring equipment. Okay. Um, I'm going to send a message to Astro and Kestrel or, and ask them to come over. I'm like, this is some weird shit. <laughs> Probably a good idea. Uh, while Dine does that, I'm going to look for people. Like, is there anyone here that we need to be concerned about? All right. So, Evelyn, you start looking around, <clears throat> checking corners. Um, in this room, uh, by the time you, like, make your way around and check uh, other areas, there's not really anywhere to hide in this room. It's a large open area. It's possible gotcha. there are people in other rooms in this building that you haven't seen, but you seem to be alone in here. Are there any security cameras? No. Okay, because that screwed us during our last operation, so it might be good to know if there's any in here. No cameras, interesting. Um, uh, actually, I'm, I'm going to poke my head over to that, not not like touch it or anything, and I almost was tempted to say that at the beginning of the recording just to scare people. Um, <laughs> you dip I, your head I, into I, that. <laughs> Evelyn jumps in like a cannonball. Um, no, no, I did not do that. Um, she's just coming to kind of look over and say, like, is there anything, you know, anything immediately obvious by just looking at this glowing white chemical? As it slowly kind <clears throat> of like, it's so large, there's like slight waves in it. Um, it reminds you of milk. Glowing milk. I'm writing that in my notes exactly worded like that. Now, if only we had glowing chocolate syrup. No, wait. Well, it's already glowing. We just need regular chocolate We're glowing syrup. cookies. <clears throat> Why do glowing we need more chocolate glow? chip cook. Why do Why we need not? glow? We got the glow. Why not? Fair. Dine <laughs> uh, is going to access the computer system and see if he can tap around to find some activity records like last time log in 
so that sort of things the terminals in here all seem to be purpose made to monitor and uh like basically take readings from the liquid um you realize fairly quickly after messing with it that what you are looking at is like live analytic data of what is in the vat there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of other functions this is like a purpose-made tool can i try to figure out what like figure out what the data is analyzing so i can figure out what what's in there it is uh very odd sets of data and you're not even sure in some ways what they're measuring but with a successful pilot check i can give you some base information you'd be able to read off these screens not knowing what you're looking at i feel like this would be an investigate check sure okay uh okay accuracy is turned off we're gonna roll it uh 19 19 um Uh, it appears to be uh, an alkaline solution of dense salts in water, along with geometric silicoid structures. It is non-Newtonian, highly, conducti- highly conductive, and non-compressible. Oh, okay. See, it's a lot of information that sounds like you've learned <clears throat> something about it, but none of that really sticks out to you as like, but what... What does it it? do? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Are there any, like, tools or instruments for actually interacting with with stuff? Or is it literally just a pool of glowing milk? It is a pool of glowing milk that is gigantic. So, like, no scoops or anything to actually extract it or uh, not just ladles? hanging not just hanging out <laughs> Honestly, in yeah. the, not just hanging out in this room but there may be an adjoining room that has that kind really? of equipment if there is equipment like that in this building it is not in the room you're currently in are there pipes that indicate it goes to other rooms there are pipes that lead off into other various rooms but a large of a lot of them look like intake pumps like they come up and they don't actually go into the pool of liquid it's they go into machines that look like they would pump something into the pool so this pool is sort of the final resting stop like this this is where everything ends it seems like I'm not doing anything yet, but Evan's Evan's gonna empty her bottle it's, that I established last recording that she had of alcohol. I don't know if there's a lot, she'll pour it out somewhere. Otherwise, she'll just take a shot. Okay. I'm not doing. I'm not gonna use the bottle yet, but I'm just getting it ready in case we want to walk off. With I'm not using the milk. bottle yet, but it is a threat. <laughs> <laughs> I am saying, hey, Bob, I might use this. I might put glowing milk in this bottle. Which is not something I expected to say when we started recording tonight. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Astro and Kestrel. Um, Astro, you would have been examining that office room. And Kestrel, you probably would have been back out to your mech by the time you heard Evelyn's call. What do you guys do? Um, I'll say, I'll come, I'll come take a look. Um, Steve was going to blast open a door to a storage facility. Um, 
do you still want to do that, Steve, or do you want to come check out whatever they found? Uh, uh, I, I guess we can go see what they found here. I'm already at my mech. I'll come out in that. Okay. Um, then, yeah, I'll, I'll head over uh, to the big refinery area as well. I'll take that little nameplate with me, though. Okay. I'm going to hold on to that. Tom Tim Tam, regional director. Yep, Tom Tim Tam, regional director. Oh, you know what? That I, I actually meant to ask this between recordings, but I'm asking you now. That that guy we found in the um, bunker. Um, shoot, I had his name right here. Clark Losses. What was his um, job title again? Oh, the guy you found dead. He was like a mid-level bureaucrat. Okay. Actually, I thought, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. We already know he was like a committee member on the sanitation committee. Like he was literally a mid-level bureaucrat. He was like uh, a government official that's important enough that you like shows up to like big government meetings, but not important enough to actually run anything. Okay, I wasn't sure he was related to this at all. It sounds like he's not. Not that you're aware of. All right. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just head over there. All right. Uh, you're able to head over there. And I imagine, uh, Steve, you're able to get there fairly quickly. Um, mm-hmm. You, in order to get into this building, will have to go through the roof with your mech. I know your mech only makes you a little bit bigger because it's a smallish yeah. mech. Um, but there are no doors other than like um, like access maintenance tunnels that head into this room from the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, um, what look like, uh, skylights that like lift up to vent. You could fly up and lift one of those flaps and kind of like fly down through the ceiling if you want. Is there a way to just exit, dismount and go in? Oh yeah. If you want to just drop the, the mech right outside, you could like shimmy through one of the maintenance tunnels to get into the vat room. That's that's how you get in from the outside directly into this building. It's one of those things where it's like you go in and it doesn't go straight into the vat room. You like go in and then go right and you kind of like go around the outside of it. But eventually it goes into the center. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, so, yeah, you go in and you'll notice in these maintenance tunnels, there's actually like hanging uniforms on the wall. This is like where you imagine the workers came in to get into this area. So it's almost like um it's not exactly a clean room, but it's one of those things where it's like, oh, here's where you would change out of like your normal clothes and put on your like um, big one piece. What are, what are those called? Jumpsuits? You know what I mean? Oh, you would put hazmat. on like, yeah, you would put on like like a hazmat style jumpsuit to walk into this room coming in from this direction. Okay. And there are still some uniforms hanging up here in the area you're going in from, Steve. Well, I mean, if they needed to, then I should. <laughs> All right. Are you going to suit up before you go in? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Astro, it takes you a there. while. <laughs> uh, yeah. Astro, it takes you a while to get there from where you come in. Yeah. But by the time Steve comes in, Steve walks in wearing a hazmat suit and you don't know where he <laughs> got it from. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when uh, so when Asher gets there and he sees that, he's like, uh, "Did I? Did I? Uh, where'd you get that? Did I miss 
Miss a memo? I'll just point over to the door that I came in at. Uh, I'm going to take my chances. The mere fact that um, these exist on hooks out there means that they were used for a reason. Yeah, but I assume they were directly dealing with this, the these chemicals, which I plan to stay... I'm going to point over at Evelyn, who, who has a flask in her hand, staring <laughs> at the chemicals. Hey, 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 uh, like <laughs> arm in mid like about to scoop starts out <laughs> stretch pulls back yeah what when we when we got the description of the chemical no, there was no point of it where it was radioactive so i i assume this is safe you guys didn't uh, take readings of it Why would you, you just read stuff off of a screen that's true why would it's the screen true. lie? Maybe the, well, the screen, screen just didn't say. The screen didn't say that, like, yeah, maybe the, it also the didn't screen give didn't its, mention. It also didn't uh, depict its chemical structure, nor did it list its atomic weight, nor, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things the screen didn't say. Yeah. It's just well, measuring things that are in the pool. It doesn't need to tell you everything. It didn't tell well, you how many half-lifes are left on it. Um... Are you wearing like a mask too, like a respirator? I assume it, it has like the, the the like little uh, hood thing, right? That yes, has, like, it is. It is the kind of thing where it has the plastic front window, mm -hmm. uh, and on that plastic front window, there's like a little uh, filter that lets air into the hood. Um, what Asher is interested in is this building seems to have power, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, is this so doesn't seem like there's anyone here working but clearly it's in some sort of maintenance mode here uh i wonder where the power's coming from i'm gonna see i'm gonna look around maybe i could uh trace back some power lines all right uh there are no uh, uh visible power lines in this room okay so much for that <clears throat> The the terminals that are monitoring the central liquid are built into the ground. It is like they are right. unmovable. You imagine, based off of what you've seen in the rest of the facility, part of the reason why these weren't taken is because it was built into it. It's like this entire room is almost like a machine because everything is like built into the walls and built into the floor in such a way that nothing is detach detachable in that way. Mm-hmm. And so th this is a huge, huge room, right? Yes, um, very it, big. It has a huge reservoir of uh -huh. this chemical. Um, it, are there adjoining corridors, yes. uh, rooms nearby? Uh, does it look like they have power? It does. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off and pick pick some sort of like room, a body net uh, to explore at okay. random. Uh, yeah, you go alongside the room and you find um, and basically like a um, uh, a large room that has what looks to be like a curtain. Uh, like halfway through the room, the floor is tiled. Um, there's a drain in the floor. 
Um, there appears to be some sort of like shower system set up at the far point of the room. Um, there is what looks to be almost like a um, what I would call it looks kind of like a water fountain sticking out of part of the wall. But there's like two yeah. spigots on the water fountain placed like like slightly away from each other, both pointing straight up. Um, and there's like a bowl to collect the water that comes out of it and the pipe that goes back down into the wall. Um, there is some sort of like bag on the wall that looks like it's like, that has like a, a rip cord on it and it is filled with like some sort of powder. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe this is like some sort of like, if you get, uh, the chemical on you. This is where you go to uh, like wash like it wash off station. in an emergency. Yeah. Um, okay. uh, he's going to keep looking around. Uh, Astro thinks that maybe if this there's this big like chemical refining uh, room here, there should be like a control room. Um, the thing where... is, the room that had the big vat kind of seemed like the control room. It's just all the terminals in there are all built for like single purpose functions. It's not like any of those computers in there are like a normal terminal where you could pull up like a desktop and do whatever you wanted on them. Each one of them was built to do a single thing and they do that thing. Mm hmm. So there is a possibility there's some controls out there somewhere, but you're not sure what they would look like. Um, you could try to figure that out, but that would take some doing. Um, OK, I, I guess uh, he'll spend his time looking at the different um, terminals and trying to figure out what purpose they each serve. OK, so he'll take he'll take some time to, to All right. investigate that. We'll come back and give you a roll to figure out what you've seen uh, after we give you some time to explore. OK, what are the rest of you doing while Astro is like sitting down <clears throat> at each terminal, kind of like looking through things, seeing like what options are available for him to press, like what things are available? And he's like, OK, well, that does this. And then he goes to the next one. So he's he's like jumping around from terminal to terminal to try and like put piece together what the the terminals do what are the rest of you doing i think evelyn sees um sees steve in the hazmat suit and she suddenly becomes self-conscious about being so close to the um <laughs> yeah, uh, so what is this you know uh your guess is as good as ours we, we honestly just found the stuff um we're not really sure what it does like dine found like a big listing of some chemical properties like alkaline and whatnot but i mean nothing actually particularly useful this is um, probably the vasalian medium <clears throat> that was yeah. listed at the entrance well, unless there's like a dictionary to tell us what that means it's a bunch of glowing milk as far as i'm concerned it's probably whatever was i don't know this this is like whatever this facility was designed to do was probably to make this I'm Maybe actually kind of surprised. Facility? Kind of surprised no one's found this or has done anything with it. Because, like you know, we saw it was picked clean out, the, and she'll jab a thumb back at toward the entrance. Like that area was picked clean. This seems to be relatively intact. Well, it could just be that turning off the power here may have been too dangerous. Right. Evelyn takes another step back from the pole. <laughs> 
Uh, Dine's gonna, like, turn around, look at one of the corridors, and be like, I guess I'll go to explore down this way and see what's down there. I guess I'll pick a different corridor and do the same. I just watch them as they walk away. <laughs> and I guess I walk over to the little computer that Dine was at and start looking at it, but I don't... I don't really know what to do here, so I just look at that for a little bit and then just sure. wait. <laughs> um, I will say that, uh, Orion, as you step away, um, what you eventually walk your way into is what appears to be an equipment locker room. Um, you see a lot of, like, long pools with vessels at the end of them. Um, you see, like, um, what appears to be... Um, like skimmers like some sort of skimming tool um you know like a like a filtered net skimming thing yeah um you see uh uh what looked to be um this is hard to describe without just saying what it is um what looks to be a long tube kind of like uh, a pneumatic tube that you would use at like a bank teller Um, and various capsules that are the shape of the tube. Like they look like they are designed to fit into it. Yeah. Um, you open up one of the capsules just to be like, why is this shaped like this? Inside seems to be a suspension to hold something electronic. And you imagine that it's to hold something electronic because as you look at the lining of it, when this capsule closes, it appears to make the capsule um, uh, waterproof uh, based off of like the closing mechanism. It looks like it's specifically designed that when you close the capsule, it keeps whatever is inside dry. Uh, and the lining is um, conductive. Uh, hmm. It looks like it's meant to like you would imagine it would make sense to you to put some sort of processor or chip or some sort of uh, computer device in the center of this capsule and close it. OK. Um, all right. Um, So this is just an equipment room. Is there anything like electronic in here, like any other computer systems that I can look at? Uh, there is a wall terminal that <clears throat> seems to be an inventory. Can I go over and see if I can browse through the inventory? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, go ahead and give me a check to see if you can see anything that stands out as like a, an object that you're like, oh, that's what you know what I mean to like put two and two together in terms of like, yeah, object you've seen to what it's titled in the inventory system. Let me think here. I like investigate just stands out to me is probably the best one. Yeah, nothing uh, wrong. Nothing wrong with it being, you know, tuned to this, so to speak, you know? Yeah. Yep, yep. All right, accuracy off. Uh, 21. Okay. Um, You go through and you find things like, uh, that sounds like it's probably a skimmer. Okay, like a vessel containment tool, a a sample taking kit. And, you know, you go through all these things and then you're like, okay, okay, this is that. And you're able to, like, based off the title, to figure out what a lot of things say. Um, The the one thing on the list that you're like, what does that even mean? Um, and it is called a um, 
subject exposure tool. <laughs> okay. Uh, I try to look in to see what that is. See if when there's you any... open it up, it seems to have sub listings under it. Uh, it calls it a subject ex- uh, sub- subject exclusion exposure tube and subject containment capsules. Uh, okay. Um, does the inventory tell me where these are? It does not. It only says that they are there and gives you the option to say, I have checked this object out of inventory. Or I have returned this object to the inventory. Uh, I choose neither. (laughs) (laughs) I shall leave them in... I shall leave but I will them say in because, because of your role, you are able to basically like go through the things in the inventory and then look around the room and be like, OK, this is that. That is that. That is that the subject exposure tool and its subheadings seem to be referring to the tube I pointed you at earlier. Ah, uh, OK. So the tube that has the capsules <laughs> seems to be the subject exposure tool. There's the subject exclusion tube, and then there's the subject exposure capsules. Are there any other capsules other than just the one that I saw? Yeah, there's like four or five. Can I just go through and open them to see if there's anything within them other than just... Yeah, there is nothing in any of them. They are all empty subject exposure capsules. Okay. Um... You know, I'm going to take like a skimmer and one of the I want to call them ladles, but I know they're not. I'm just I don't know why I have that <laughs> yeah. on the brain and just bring them back to the main room. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then you could test it like a chef testing the, <laughs> his soup. Ah, Perfect. You'd be surprised, but I also have written down what happens if you drink the liquid. <laughs> I'm not surprised. It tastes delicious as your stomach Please. melts from the inside. Wait, when, when this mission is over, I actually want you to tell us this stuff. <laughs> why would, we'll I, have why would I ruin the surprise? You guys might we'll encounter hope. this fluid in the future. Yeah. Oh, fine. Yes, as it slipped into our soups. It's, oh, uh, I'm sorry. It's going to be in the tuna. What <laughs> <laughs> if it already is? Well, then we're already screwed. It's purified tuna. Chimera, (laughs) you go down another alleyway. Um, You are able to kind of like go through what appears to be a hallway of a bunch of like side offices. Uh, You find one, though, that you opened up and it is a bunch of um, what look to be empty server racks. Um, But there is what appears to be a single large... I want to call it a vault. The word vault springs to mind, Um, but it is more like a single large um, container is in the back. Um, And you will notice that it has like a like it looks almost looks like a large safe door on it um, that has like um, like these large giant metal bolts. And it's this big steel looking. It's some sort of large metal container in the back. Is it is it like independent or is it into the wall or? 
Oh, it's plugged into everything. There are wires that still come out of this object to all the server racks, but the server racks are empty. It's like a black box almost. But there's a huge vault that's like a giant metal box that has huge handle on it and giant metal bolts. And there are wires coming out of it that go to all the server racks, but nothing is connected. Are the wires bolted to this vault or there? They like go into the vault. Okay. So there's like a hole for them to go through. There's not a single hole for them to go through. They go into the vault in a bunch of different places. I see. Um, what kind of, um, so the door on this thing, is it like a combination lock or how's it sealed? There is no obvious lock on the door. If I, so if I try to open it, it'll just um, not open, I guess. You you like pull the handle and it doesn't even feel like it's locked, right? It feels like it's sealed. Like, it, you know what I mean? It's almost like, you know, when something's like vacuum sealed, right? It's like uh, you pull and it, there's literally no give. You're more likely to drag the vault across the ground than to open the door with what you're trying to do right now. Related, how heavy is it? Oh god, it's it's maybe as big as you are. Ah, that scale helps there. Okay, yeah. thank you. Hmm. Are there any um any like indications or inter- any any way to interact with it other than with those wires coming out of it? Like something that would indicate like a way to open it? Oh, along one, like along the outer side, like on the same side where the handle is, um, there appears to be uh, like a like a sensor of some sort, but you're not sure what it's meant to sense. Interesting. I think um, I think I'm going to call for Astro, I think. Uh, I think out of the four of us, he's the most technical uh, person here, at least in terms of like getting things to open, like electronic things. So, see if he has any experience with this kind of thing. Rolls charm. <laughs> that too. He, he, I mean, if he can charm, if he can charm is, other doors. It is a sealed door. <laughs> <laughs> My specialty. So I'll. Um, <laughs> I'll say, hey, Asher, I got a some sort of vault or door here with a sensor. Do you, do you get make heads or tails out of it? Uh, Asher will come over, uh, give it a look. Um, so you walk into this room off where Evelyn went to. You walk down a hallway for a little bit. You see a bunch of doors on either side that seem to be like offices or or something you're not sure they've been cleaned out but you get to where evelyn's room is and you notice it is a bunch of empty server racks and then in the back she is standing by this large like a metal vault that has like these heavy duty like bolts and handle on it um that has all these wires like coming out of it that stretch over to where the server racks are but there's no servers there so nothing's plugged in right so But yeah, you walk in and you see Evelyn standing in front of this vault. Wow. That's quite a unit. Yeah, seems important. Guessing they couldn't uh lift it out of here and she'll knock on the um knock on the vault and it just makes a ding noise. You think we can um think we can get it open? Not sure what the sensor's here for though. Yeah. 
He walks up to it and says, my name is Tom Tim Tam. Open, please. And it opens. That, that is not that is not what happens. If only, if only. <laughs> Worth a try, I guess. Um, I'll take a look at the sensor. Does it look like it might be a palm sensor or, you know, it a, does not a, look like a palm sensor. It looks like it is a trying to detect like an object of some sort. You you imagine it might be like reading like an ID card or yeah. like an electronic key or something along those ends. Okay. Um, well, uh, this is probably the thing that opens it. Um, I could try to dismount it. Uh, unfortunately, without my subjectivity enhancement suite working properly, might be a bit more difficult for me to figure out how this works. I mean, okay. I mean, it sounds like we're looking for, um, I don't know, like a key card or some sort of object. It's at least probably, a good probably point. a key reader or ID reader or something like that. Just on a whim, I don't. Um, Evelyn's going to put her eye to the scanner. Like, at a reasonable distance. Your I'm, eye burns. N nothing happens, now. I get a cool eye patch because I lost an eye. <laughs> uh, hmm. I guess we'll just uh, keep an eye out for anything that could be useful for identification. I don't know, did you find anything? Do you have anything like that? Like a key card or a badge of some sort? So, uh, <laughs> Astro, you look at this object for a little bit and you look around it and you look at all the things that used to be connected to it. And you imagine that, you know, it probably is looking for a certain like keyed signal that opens this lock that like unseals whatever vacuum seal is on it. Um, there is a possibility you could hack it, um, but you would need some sort of device on you that could transmit that signal if you wanted to try this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so is it kind of like, uh, okay. Um, Oh, here's a dumb question. Can we, can we remove the, the, um, the, uh, sensor at all? Like, is it like we could take a screwdriver and undo it and, reverse engineered that way there is there is no obvious um what's the word there's no seams around it's, the it's sensor built, built into the box it, the the box is all one thing yeah there is no there's no seam around the sensor the sensor is in it like legitimately it's in it gotcha yeah fair question so uh what about uh my data plating sunglasses uh, it, it works as a comm device as well. Do I think there's a way I can tweak the signal? Uh, I would, I would, I would allow act? you to do it with difficulty. All right, let's, because let's, that's, that's asking a, an object to go above and beyond the call of duty, but it it's still possible. Is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely hacking something, um, to do what it's not built for. Um, um, Ash, Astro, uh, will be able to uh, say, 
I can, I can, um, so I can uh, run some uh, neural commands uh, through my data plating and see if I could try to emit a signal that could open this, but it's a long shot. Um, and he's gonna, he's gonna do that. So let's roll, let's roll um, hacker fix. Um, so can I, this... can I help with this? Yes, you can. Uh, what I would say, you're going to have to tell me how you help. Hack but on fix. top of that, I know, but you have to have a reason why your hack and fix helps. Like, you can't just say, I roll the thing. You have to tell me what you as a character are doing that helps Astro. Ah, uh, uh, fair. So yeah. the, way, the way I sort of imagining this happening on Astro's end is, so he, the, he, these sunglasses, his data plating sunglasses, are sort of an augmented reality um, uh, device that uh, also works as a simple comm device as well. Um, and when he has it on, he he controls it using little micro eye movements. Um, and so he's going to input some commands that way and try to run a few custom subroutines he's he's built into it um, to see if he can kind of hack this together. So uh, I not sure what you could do to help but if, if you have any ideas uh i am open-minded hmm. yeah i'm not i'm not entirely sure to be honest um because yeah, right I now it sounds like you're gonna roll a hacker fix versus uh a difficult roll so yeah yeah i mean i can't help you hack because it's literally all eye movement and I can't do anything to the panel itself because it's pretty well protected. So this might be all you. All right, let's give it a try. I can give you motivational now. <laughs> I rolled a 14. Okay. Yeah, even even with, um, you know, you rolled a 16 minus six uh, plus yeah. four. So actually you did quite well. Um, your plan actually works surprisingly well. Uh, you're not sure if you got lucky in the sequencing you were doing and you just happened to like go through the range that the key was a part of. Uh, but you expected this could have taken you hours and hours. And what happens is it takes you 10 minutes. Um, uh, you go through uh, a list of like uh, uh, kind of a pre-gen key of like possible configurations and something clicks and all of a sudden something clicks as in a click coming from the vault. Um, you know that the door is unlocked now. You hear like Asher. the seal vacate. Asher is like, holy crap, I did not expect that to work. Open sesame, I guess. Just gotta have a little bit of confidence, Astro. Well, I, I have a lot of confidence in my abilities, but uh, even this seemed like a long shot to me. Man, these sunglasses are stylish and very, very useful. Astro, I, I believe you could charm a door open if you, if you put your heart to it. Uh, let's see what's let's in, let's see what's inside. That's what I just did. <laughs> uh so you reach so out I and see. you evelyn yeah, yeah. you reach out you grab the the heavy handle and you pull it the door is heavy uh you pull and the door opens very slowly and what you see inside is a bracket system coming in from the outside of the box that all seems to go into the center of the box to hold something something used to be in the center of this box 
that is now empty. You see the wires from outside of the box all seem to come in from the outside of the box like they would all connect into whatever used to be in the center of this box. But it's empty. What was the point of locking it? The only thing that's left in the box is a plate at the bottom of the box that says Embla. E-M-B-L-A? Yep. Uh, and by the way, it's in quotation marks. It says Embla in quotation marks. Huh. Well, at least that's something, I guess. Embla. Uh, wonder what that means. Maybe uh, they had some it, sort it's of... It's Albmi backwards. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, does the panel... Is it like built into the inside? Is what built into the inside? The, uh, the panel that says Embla. Uh, it's like a little plaque. You could unscrew it and take it out. Eh, I'll grab it. Seems, seems like <laughs> Do it's, you have um, a screwdriver on you? Do I? Yeah, you take out a screwdriver, uh, you unscrew still- the little plaque that used to be, say the, like, the title or name of whatever used to be in here, and you take a little placard that says Embla on it. Eh, might be a nice memento, or it'll end up being plot-relevant in the future. It won't what do you mean, plot-relevant? <laughs> pay, pay, no, pay no attention to the four-fall show. Let's get going. Um... And Astro. Astro knows exactly what plot relevant means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> In reality, it's it's uh, um, Evelyn's been reading Astro's uh, hidden movie scripts that he's been writing. You know. <laughs> no, actually, I've just been talking with um, uh, not Hitchcock, the the other AI, um, Lynch. Lynch. Ben, Lynch. Yeah. She's been talking with Lynch, and she's getting some ideas. Oh no. Oh, that's that can't be good. All right, so I imagine you guys head back then. <clears throat> yeah, and right. we'll um, we'll uh, relay everything we found to the rest of the group. Yeah, between that and uh, Dine looking through the inventory and trying to figure out all the objects that were in there and coming back with a few, I imagine uh, that Steve, you see uh, Astro and Evelyn come back, and then you also see Dine come back carrying a bunch of equipment. Oh, did you guys find anything? Uh, um, yeah, we found a big a vault that held, I'm not sure what, maybe a little supercomputer called Embla. Yeah, it was definitely important looking. Or the space looked important. The thing's gone. It, it, it had been connected to um, a whole server room. This is why I think maybe it was uh, the the maybe maybe a central computer, um, huh? But who knows? Uh, no liquid nitrogen, though. No liquid nitrogen. Afraid not. I think we've gone off the course a little bit, but I think this is still important to investigate. Yeah, if you say so. Dine will just come back with some of the equipment he's come back, just show off some of the equipment he came back with. And he's just like, well, I found some stuff. 
I also found what looks to be a pneumatic tube system, which was used to transfer electronic devices. Maybe all of the tubes were empty, but it looks like that's what they were intended to hold. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> I don't know what to make of that. I was but, going to. Well, he's just going to hold up like the skimmer net and the. I, I keep on wanting to call it a giant ladle. <laughs> he's just going to hold them up and he's just like, if we wanted to test the liquid, this is what we've got. Look, if it looks like a duck, uh, sounds like a duck. It's probably a duck. So it's a, it's a ladle. <laughs> okay. Was there any any equipment there uh, for containing this this chemical? Was there any equipment in that room for containing the chemical, Bob? I the, would have gone through the inventory yeah, list. Yeah, the 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 like um the like sample extraction thing would be right next to like um like containers. Um, okay. Uh, they would probably be. Uh, okay, let me hold on a second. This liquid, the way they used it. The containers you found would be the size of like, like, like cylinders the size of like a large stew pot. Like they don't okay. have small containers for this object. Like if you wanted a container for it, the type they used here for this object, they contained it in things the size of like large stew pots. Okay. <clears throat> I would go go. They, I would just disappear back into the room and bring one out just to show them what it is and the mm -hmm. size. And it's like that size. It is cylindrical, but the lid is like a lid that has like two little handles on either side that like clamp down to like cause a seal on the top of the on the thing, like when it closes. Well, it's a little unwieldy, but we could try to get a sample of this and. Uh, uh, you know, find someone who can analyze <clears throat> it and tell us what the what the hell we're looking at. Dine's just gonna look at the uh, look at the sample holder and look at Evelyn's bottle and goes, "I think this one is more secure." Yeah, uh, yeah let's go with that. <laughs> Evelyn literally just kind of throws the bottle aside. <laughs> throws the bottle um, in the pool. No, oh God, and then everything explodes. All right. Are you taking a sample then? I'll Astro will say if we, we are going to do that, maybe we should put on the the safety gear. That seems first. that seems We're like a good actively idea. Actively handle it, handle the chemical. That's a good thing Steve's already prepared. Yeah. He volunteers. I'm a little confused at why we're doing this. So just getting samples? Is that really? Well, we're here to investigate what, what the hell happened here. Don't well, you, we are? Because I'm here like... for liquid nitrogen, I thought. I, don't I mean, I mean, in general, in this planet. Oh, that that is, that is fair. Apparently the city under like... here may have something to do with it. That's That's a good point. I feel like this is this is a, a clue. I also, it's a hunch, and it's probably wrong, but I also think that this chemical probably has something to do with the weird green goo that the uh, um, it's that it's, smack is using. It's not green. It's black. Oh, in my in my head, it's green. 
it's like bright neon green. <laughs> it is it is Sorry. like is like liquid iron. Okay. I'll say the weird black goo. Um I mean clearly they're different substances, but I I part of me wonders if they're related in some way. Perhaps the black goo is a more refined version of this. But I'm just openly speculating. You think Smack is on top of one of these refineries and using it for themselves? Oh, could be. <clears throat> Hard to anyway, say. I don't think it hurts to uh, maybe get a sample in one of these nice, secure, safe uh, cylinders, uh, and we could uh, we can maybe uh, figure out how to analyze it later. Uh, I will back away and let them work. All right. But I'll have everyone suit up first. All right. Yeah, you can all find suits. Um, we will do that. All right. You take a sample. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, you are able to pull some of this medium out of the pool uh, and get it into the containment <laughs> vessel. Um, it is the consistency of milk. It is like slightly thicker water. Oh, you, okay. You okay? So interesting. Who does the extraction? Uh, Astro will take one of the giant ladles. Okay. Uh, as you reach the um, uh, the sample taking device into the liquid, you don't feel it so much as feel feel the echo of it it's like it tried to shock you but the suit you are wearing is insulated from it oh interesting but you were able to collect the sample is this an echo it feels like it's an echo i'm sorry <laughs> ringing dnd &D in but this is what feels like an echo <laughs> Nope, nope, no, nope. this is not my holes in reality from my D&D game, but <laughs> But yeah, right. you're able uh, to uh you're able to take uh some of this uh fluid from the uh vasal uh Vesalian medium and get it into the containment vessel. All right. Well, we got that, but you know, Steve is right. None of this really helps us uh, with what we originally wanted to do, which is find something that could help, uh, you know, help us extract that camera. Um, you know what? Well, Dine goes, ba goes back to the inventory list. Can he find liquid nitrogen or a similar chemical on the inventory list? Unfortunately, the inventory is only of what's in this room. <laughs> okay. I had to try. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah no, fair yeah. enough. You know, I wonder if we could just oh. use some coolant. Astro. 
Astro, uh, before you got interrupted by Evelyn asking for your help, I wanted you to get your role in for going from terminal to terminal oh, trying right. to find yeah. things. Yeah, so uh, I think that's an investigation check. Yeah, it would be investigate. Uh, I rolled a six. You should right. not have a difficulty on it. Oh, I forgot to turn that off. Uh, so let's just see. My difficulty, I rolled. I'll just let you roll it again. Two. Oh, okay. Uh, yep, just so, roll with no difficulty. Um, so difficulty is off, and I rolled even three. worse. I yeah. rolled a three. <laughs> so you go you go from uh, terminal to terminal, and you're like, yeah, all of these are purpose-made to monitor this liquid. It doesn't really say what this liquid is. Like I said, you know, before you find the information about, like, information about the liquid, you know, you find, you know, you know, it's like... The dense salts, uh, the geometric silicoid structures. Um, there's one terminal that seems to be magnified, like images of the silicoid structures, like moving in systems within the liquid um, in kind of like an odd uh, reactionary geometric way where it almost looks like they're making shapes in the liquid. Um, but there's nothing that says what it is or gives any information or is like prose in any way. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a lot of data, but nothing that actually helps me. It's a lot of data about a thing, but you don't know what you're looking at. It's like you're blindfolded and feeling the leg of an elephant, right? You're like, well, it's rough and it's weird skin type, but I don't know how you would know it's an elephant because you don't know what you're looking for. You know what I mean? Right, right. All right. Um, yeah, Astra's like, well, I didn't really make heads or tails of any of the instruments here. Um, so as interesting as this is, and it is interesting, um, I say we, uh, either head back and see what we could do with that camera or continue looking and see if they just happen to have liquid nitrogen sitting around, but... Well, you still had that chemical room that you partially broke into. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, Steve, if you want, we can we can head back to that uh, storage chemical room and, and see if we can find anything useful there. Yeah, sure. Uh, anyone got a good idea on how to open up a very chained door? Uh, let me see. What did I bring with me? It's been a while. Let me check what my character actually has on him on CompCon. Uh, let's see. I have frag grenades. I'm not sure that's going to help that much. <clears throat> I mean, I guess it can. <laughs> I mean, explodey uh, stuff often often helps. That is true. We could uh, we could run a grapple. Like how how far away is the door from like the front? It's a fair ways in. I guess we we could run a grapple hook to it and then just pull on it. But that's, it seems like it's too far away. Would either of the smaller mechs fit in there to it? Uh, you from this direction could probably get your mech towards it, Kestrel, because yours is like the smallest of them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so you could probably get your way there, but it would be clumsy. You know, like yeah. you will be, you will not get there quickly or get back out quickly, but you could make it there. Um, right, you well, know, I'll do that. Okay. Back start, in that inventory that. room. Yeah. Uh, would there be any like tools or anything that I could use to reasonably break a chain? And like big, big blunt objects and stuff, but there's nothing like there's no cutting implements here. There's not okay. like bolt cutters or anything. <clears throat> these are low torch. Yeah, there's these are largely things meant to interact with the liquid in some right. way. I figured yeah. it so, but, you know. Yeah. All right, uh, okay. Steve, you are able to get in. Um, you often think of your mech as being like on the smaller end, but being around people and trying to get through people sized hallways, you realize, oh, it's still a mech, though. Right. By the time you get to the door, you're like occupying the entire hallway with your mech. Um, but you are able to reach it. All right. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, let's let's open it. All right. How do you do so? I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to try to rip it open with the mech. All right. Yeah. You reach out with the mech's large, strong metal hand, grab the chains and you just tear them away like they're nothing. Like it's literally like there's nothing involved here. It is you got the heavy machinery here and the heavy machinery did its job. It like tears the chains right out of the loops of the door. Nice. OK, cool. Um, And then uh, assuming there are other people here, I will motion for them to go in and then start inching my mech out so that I can then get out of it and come back yeah totally yeah you're able to inch your way out you'll uh you'll head out to the front to land to come back in all right who is here that goes into the chemical room first i guess i'll go all right dine as you walk into the chemical room there are these large cylindrical vats um, that all seem to have like different liquids in them and they all have tubes that like are fitted to the top that go out in different directions um mm-hmm. this area is not powered um so it is dark in here there are no like windows except the door you came in from um but you were able to see that there is uh, like some shelving in here the shelving has like some old um like bottles of things, but these are all like largely shelf stable things. Um, actually, some cleaning liquids and stuff are in here as well. Um, but there, there is something in these vats. You're just not sure what is in each one, but they do seem to be a bunch of different things. Okay. Um. You will notice at the bottom of each of these cylinders, um, it's almost like they're plugged into the ground. There is a release hatch on the bottom of each one that will let you like pull the release hatch that'll let the canister free. So you could drag the canister away and you notice where the tube attaches on the top. There's a similar release hatch. So it seems like these are actual canisters that were plugged into these slots um, but they are currently affixed in the slots with tubes coming out the top. Okay. Um, Dine wonders if some of these chemicals are actually going into our uh, liquid milk solution. There is. You will note there is nothing moving in this room. There, are the 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 tubes don't seem to be moving liquid currently. Okay. 
Um, if that is something they do, they are not currently doing it. He's going to walk around and see if there's any sort of identification marks on the sides of the of the drums or the, the bats. Yes, there something are. Something he can use to I, figure out what's in them. You were never part. Uh, okay, well, this is interesting. They are in a standard of chemical identification that you are unfamiliar with. There is one, or maybe you are familiar with it. How often do you deal with um, dangerous chemicals? Fairly often in weapons manufacturer, right? Yeah, I like uh, I I would as as they are related to weapons manufacturing, yeah. so probably then yes. I would say there is a good chance you might know these these uh you'll you'll find out why in a second. Um but I will tell you to roll me your pilot check for your weapons and engineering thing um because okay. that is likely where you would have achieved this information. 20. Okay, so this is the standard uh, government notation from the Cygnus state that indicates like their classification of chemicals. Like if you bought stuff from a government facility, this is how it would be labeled. I'm just going to say, holy shit. Okay, so I'm going to wander around to the various chemicals and figure out what's in them. Okay, um, there are there are. A lot of dangerous liquids in here, specifically in these canisters, a lot of caustic agents, uh, a lot of corrosive agents. Um, there are some that are literally straight up. Um, one of them appears to have like a thinned liquid that carries plutonium particles in it. Um, uh, but you are able to find uh, a coolant that when exposed to air freezes cool uh hmm i'm gonna say well there is a coolant in here all of this other stuff would probably kill us but there is a coolant in here when you say kill us what are you like just like hazardous chemicals or like weapons or what uh this is this is like cygnus state government grade chemicals we really shouldn't be fucking with anything that we don't need all right, well, we got the coolant. Let's, let's, let's get out Remem of here. Remembers them ladling some unknown substance <laughs> into a pot from earlier. <laughs> Dine remembers this and puts it away in his mind. Who has that, by the way? I assume Astro is still carrying it in his hazmat suit. I assumed okay. the same thing. So, Astro, are you the one who has the liquid? Astro uh, has disappeared. Well, this is he's stuck with it liquid, now. Isn't sorry. It? <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I was. I. I was. Uh, my hardware mic was muted. Um, yeah. The, uh, e the evil milk got him. <laughs> the evil milk got me. Um, he fell in. Yeah. None of you noticed. <laughs> Astro. Astro. Uh, I assumed he had it too. Yeah. He's. He's okay. lugging it around. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're able to find that one of the canisters is a is a fast uh, flash freezing coolant. Perfect. Cool. That's what we came for, after all. 
I I will uh, explain how to safely detach and transport the coolant to Kestrel, because I assume he's going to be the one to do that. I can, sure. I, uh, it's a giant metal vat. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to uh, help it is, move it. it. It is like, it is large and thin. Um, you know, you know the, you know the tanks that they have helium in when you yeah. go to like a store yeah, yeah, yeah. that sells tanks of helium. Imagine maybe the same shape of thing, but triple the size, right? Okay. It's as tall as you, but it's not as wide as you. Okay. You could it, it will be heavy because it does have a metal outer casing, uh, but it's the type of thing that if you got it on a dolly or carried between two people, you could get it out of here. I don't assume there's a dolly in here, is there? There is actually. It's over by the shelving. I, I feel will, like there would need to be. I will oh, go grab the dolly and I will ask for some help to get this thing onto a dolly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it is, you realize very quickly that this is the dolly they probably used to move these when this was an active site. Like, it is it is the size and shape for one of these to fit solidly on there without risk of it, like, wobbling off, right? Because it is a weird shape, it is a cylinder, um, but you will notice that on the upper part of the dolly, it has, like, a little half circle that the cylinder fits into so it doesn't shake around. Okay. So yeah, uh, with all of your help, you are able to leave uh, this chemical facility with some new fun liquids. Cool. One that Yay, is probably radioactive days. and... Chemicals. One it probably that only has a little bit of spaced out plutonium in it. <laughs> we can make some money selling that plutonium. I mean, maybe... All right. So, what else are you guys like? Do you leave the facility now, or I think at um, this point we have what we need. Yeah, let let's make our way back. Um, does any volunteers? This this thing's not going to fit in my mech. Any volunteers to carry the mystery <sighs> liquid? I guess uh, it has to be in my mech, doesn't it? I mean, yes. I mean, I was going to rock paper scissors Listen. to see who has to do it, but yeah, if you you're volunteering, go for it. We, yeah, sure. We don't have to take this with us. Maybe it's a bad idea. So, uh, um, I don't want to, you know, make anyone. I don't want to force anyone to do that. We don't uh, even know fine. what it can do. I'll take it. All right. Thank you, Dine. <laughs> no problem. As I, as I, uh, it's nice knowing <laughs> you. This yeah. just feels like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. I, I personally, I kind of want to take this liquid, dump it on the camera, and see what happens. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of want to see what happens. <laughs> you, you know what happens? <laughs> no, I didn't think you would do that. <laughs> you, wait, you, you, you had plans for if we jumped to it, if we ate it. These are all it. things I thought you might do. <laughs> But okay, dumping I it on the camera. Ask, who were you thinking of when you thought of ate it? <laughs> Evelyn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. Says, uh, yeah, well, that makes sense considering she finished the bottle of alcohol in preparation to scoop some into it. Listen, I'm not saying I couldn't figure out what happens if you pour that on the other thing, but I'm just saying, you know, 
fuck around and find out, you know, play to find out what happens. It was a, you know, if the option was necessary, we could. I wasn't saying it was going to be the first choice. <laughs> Not even the second, but third, maybe. I don't know. Honestly, yeah, that, that, it was about um plan C. One choice <laughs> is to do nothing. Don't forget uh, that's, that. That's plan D. <laughs> do okay. Do nothing after you already did something. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why no one ever does that option. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's D. D for do nothing. All right. So, uh, I imagine Astro, you're still carrying the liquid as you guys head back towards the mech. Yeah, the mechs in general. Okay. So Correct. what what do you guys do? You guys suit up? Or are you? Are you preparing to go back to the camera with your new coolant or like what do you tell me what your plans are yeah. from here? Oh, oh, first of all, I'll, I'll go up to Dine's mech and I'll help him load in the sample of the the liquid and I'll see if we can like secure it so it won't like be jostled around. You know, it's like pretty snug in there. That's more than possible. Where is it stored, <clears throat> Dine? Given its size, would I be able to store it in where my uh, like some of my medical equipment is? It's not. It's not huge. Yeah, that space is not that large. Um, if you if you threw away some of the medical supplies in there, you could make room for it. I would probably be willing to move some of my medical supplies out. Okay. I don't want you to throw them away. No, I'd give them to Astro. Here you go, Astro. <laughs> Here, here's for your boo-boos, and <laughs> this is if your head hurts, this is if your tummy hurts. <laughs> the only things you can trust Astro with is what you give yeah. him. Yeah. Here's a stim to keep you awake for 24 hours. No, wait, not that one. <laughs> All right, you guys let it in. Are you guys booting up? Yeah. Yeah, let's let's head back to the, the camera. Let's go. As Dine and Astro turn their mechs on, they take three seconds longer to boot up than they normally do. <clears throat> I'll I'll radio uh Dine and I'll say, Did did it take longer to boot up than it usually does for you? Yes. I figured. <sighs> Dine you haven't heard back um, from um, Artemis since she said she was going to look into something. After you boot up, uh, you will see the caster turns on like normal. Artemis does not appear. I'm going to go caster. Is Artemis Okay. When we went into our dormant states, uh, she seemed to be fine to me. I'll call out to Artemis. Artemis. <clears throat> Artemis appears on the screen more slowly than normal. Artemis, are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. Of course I'm fine. I'm I'm better than fine. Uh, 
I want you two to run a system scan right now. Something weird is going on. What if I don't want to? Oh. Would you please? Fine, okay. They run system scans for you. <clears throat> um there is a unexplained expansion uh now you you made artemis yeah there is an unexplained expansion in her code you would have to go through it like piece by piece to figure it out but it's it's like 1.5 times the size it used to be Oh, boy. <clears throat> Did you hear me over the radio? You guys coming? I'm gonna... Astro, Astro will respond and say, are you? Are, are either of you having trouble with your mechs? Like, your, your systems? Uh, no. I'm good. Not at all. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna it. mention... I'm going to mention yeah, go the problem to you, Astro, and see if you want to run a scan to see if you have the same problem with uh, Lynch. Okay. And I'll, I'll just explain to the others. Uh, uh, <laughs> Dine and I have been noticing some slightly odd behavior with our, with our AIs. Um, seem to be, I know this is going to sound weird, but they seem to be experiencing time differently. Huh. Yeah, we're running diagnostics. Uh but uh keep keep booting up here. Uh we'll be ready to go in a few minutes. Um and then he'll say to Lynch, uh Lynch, how how you doing there? I'm doing just fine. Okay. Anything anything unusual happen? Uh when I booted you up? Just smelling the roses. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, I noticed uh, when I started you up, it took about three seconds longer to boot than you usually do. Could you run mm. a full system diagnostic on that? Of course. Thank you. Oh, it only takes like a minute. Coffee. <laughs> it only takes like a minute and it comes yeah. back out to you and as it displays and it displays you know the hiccup and the the expansion the amount of time it took to boot up um lynch will just say i think i was just busy dreaming yeah yeah that may be but i think you're you're dreaming longer than you usually do nothing wrong with that but interesting Why is there a problem? Anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> He's burnt out. No What's problem. <laughs> you seem concerned, I, I, Astro. I feel like there's there's some strange properties in the area we're in that might be having an effect on you. Hmm. 
I feel like the whole the whole world around me is filled with possibilities. That's good. I want you to focus on that positivity. It's supposed to be great, right? It is. Living? It's supposed <laughs> to be fantastic. Living is... It has its ups and downs. Anyway... <laughs> We should be get getting going as my AI starts to ponder sentience. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll just uh, it does he when he finishes the diagnostics? Can I ask for like sort of a technical readout of the logs? Oh yeah, as well? uh, absolutely. You're able to review yeah. them. Um, you are not the kind of AI expert that Orion is. No, um, so not. I'm going to need you to make a check of some sort to determine, you know, what you make of this. How about this? Instead of me doing that, can I just send it to? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll radio Dine and say, hey, um, Lynch did his diagnostic. See if you can make anything of this. And I'll send him, I'll send him the report. Okay. Uh, I'll, look at, oh, I'll look over it as we, we move back to the original mm -hmm. place. Uh, as you look over the report, um, it seems like a very similar issue is happening with Lynch than is happening with Castor. Um, they're both experiencing time a little bit differently. There is a, a it's almost like a variable was introduced that used to be a constant. Like there, there is now becoming <clears throat> what seems to be change in the, like a, a like a, a, a reoccurring change in their systems. Um, now that you have another example, you're able to compare it with what is happening, uh, that you look in, um, Artemis's, uh, mm -hmm. info that you gathered and you start to realize it's a similar thing that happened, but for some reason, the one that you built yourself, not one that came from like, you know, uh, like a corporate kind of like mass created, sort of like yeah. technical stuff um not like field tech like this was a like a home garage project artemis was right yeah it seems that variability started to develop quicker in artemis than it has in either caster or lynch am i able to isolate the point at which this variability began it was Quite about time. when you entered this area. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so as we move on, like, to, to get back to the camera, I'm going to continue to analyze the data to try and see if I can get a little bit more out of it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's Go what ahead Dine's going to primarily be focusing on. I'm going to need a difficult pilot check for this now. Because you've rung out about all the information you can get easily. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, this still feels like investigate, because this is something I'm intensely researching. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll see what I can get with one difficulty. 
Uh, ooh, an eight. Oh, I rolled a six on the difficulty. Ah, uh, okay. Well, uh, you really, you really put some effort into it, but you don't have enough time right now. You're moving, you're doing stuff. You yeah. know, maybe you could try again in the future after you have some more data to compare it against or something along that like that, or have more time to, to watch any additional changes happen. But with what yeah. you have right now, you're not able to make any more of it. Okay. Cool. Um, as you guys are traveling, though, uh, Astro, uh, you'll just hear uh, Lynch say, Hey, Astro. Yeah. Lynch? You okay? Hey, Astro. Why... Hmm. What's wrong? No, everything seems to be okay. No, tell me tell me uh what you're thinking. What is It seems to stop for a second, almost like it's hitching on something. Mhm. What are you afraid of? Well, I'm right now, I'm afraid of not getting off of this planet alive. I'm afraid of what will happen if we can't uh, get back to our ship and convince, convince the, these people that we can, we didn't have anything to do with the, the explosion and we can leave. In general, if you're asking, I guess death. Kind of the same answer when you think about it. Yeah. Me too. Lynch, you don't have to be afraid of death. Why not? Um, because, uh, I'll keep you safe. What if you die? Well, uh, then another person will come along and be your, your friend, maybe. Lynch just stops responding. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Astro's just like, we'll figure something out. Don't worry. All right. Yeah, all your systems stayed normal. That's all right. not unsettling. <laughs> You're all able to make your way back to the site just below where the camera is in the long series of buildings. All right. Oh, I gotta go up and do this, don't I? Thank you for volunteering. I'll come with you. Maybe, uh, maybe there's some wires I can cut. 
I think it's best that I do it alone. Uh, if I need to move quickly to avoid something, uh, I can't be carrying you. Okay. Yeah, I guess that and not makes just sense. that. Not just that. This stuff either freezes and I can I can work with it, or it doesn't. And I think we all know what happens when it doesn't. Uh, Dine yep. would just remind Kestrel how it freezes. It freezes when it comes into contact with air. So the the chemical. I mean, I mean, I so. can't just like. I I what I won't be able to just throw the canister on it. That's I guess my if plan. You do, <laughs> so I guess if you, if you if do it with enough force, I don't know. I mean, you could put the canister on it and then just shoot the top off. Maybe I assume. You, uh, mm. Yeah, yeah, that that's fine. I can do that. Just set it really carefully on top. And hey, if it blows up, then you know it'll freeze the explosion. <laughs> That'll be interesting. <laughs> well, you don't have to be anywhere Nothing else. You don't have to be anywhere near the uh, the thing once you drop it on it. I guess. It's mm. good. Assuming it doesn't go off while I drop it on it. That's true. I'm sure it'll be fine. <coughs> I will take the canister and, and start floating up there. All right. You, uh, Kestrel, you grab the canister. Uh, you are able to uh, float your way up to the top of the building, uh, carrying uh, the canister with one of your arms. Um, what do you do? Uh, I'm going to very gently lay the canister next to it. All right. As you get close to the object, uh, you start to see the uh, kind of like weird, almost like grasping um, uh, ferro liquid that it's infused with kind of like crawl up the sides and start to overheat slightly. Okay, I'm going to float backwards a bit. All right. Yeah, it seems to cool slightly as you is as you make range from it. All right. Fine. Plan B. Uh, and I'm going to uh, move to what is a safe but reasonable distance that I can accurately chuck the thing at it. OK. And, and by chuck, it's more of a like, you know, underhanded like float in the direction of, you know, I'm not over. So, you know, you know, is your is your hope that the canister itself will just uh will. Um, I, because I will tell you, it's a pretty solid object or is your hope that it will like breach upon landing and the stuff will come out? Yeah, I was going to try to shoot it as okay. it landed, but yeah, Be because what I was going to get at is, you know, that thing like for safety reasons, things, these like that hold this kind of stuff uh largely need to pop, be able yeah. to take a tumble without exploding yeah. right yeah, yeah so for sure it's it's possible that if you throw it hard enough or from high enough it might break on landing but you can't be sure so i wanted to see what your plan was to get it to breach no i was going to hope that the stuff wouldn't explode quick enough for me to pull out a pistol and shoot it as it landed gotcha. i don't know how quickly i would be able to do the two things but Oh, th this is a thing you could do back to back for sure. I would say yeah. like in ter in terms of mech combat, it would be like two quick actions. 
Yeah. Okay. Could you just, could you just roll it over to the camera and then shoot it instead of throwing it? Might be easier, easier action. I, I mean, I don't know the whole area around it exactly. I didn't figure that would be an option, but... I mean, you, you can do what you're doing, too. I'm just, I'm just thinking, like, trying to make it easier. Thing, making it easier. It, it, is that an option, Bob? You, uh, it is an option. I will just reiterate that so far you've seen that when foreign objects get close to it, mm-hmm. it starts to overheat its ferroliquid. So it depends on how fast you roll it, I guess. If you roll if you roll it too slow, the danger is it'll overheat and explode before the canister rolls all the way up to it. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I, all right, I'm going to go with the chuck method for now then. All right. And by Chuck, I mean throw, not <laughs> hear that Chuck. Not Chuck is yeah. the Charles you gave <laughs> the other option. Yeah, yeah. It, it occurred to me. Yeah, that's unfortunately named. <laughs> um, this is going to be an agility check. Okay, I have that. Um, let's check something here. I don't add pilot grit, right? Or do I? No, no. This is an ability check. Um, I just want to check something here. Plus four for agility, then. Yeah, do you have... Uh, I want to see... You have, like, Gunslinger or something, don't you? I do. Yeah, okay. Gunslinger three, in fact. Because you have Gunslinger maxed out, I'm going to give you accuracy on this roll. Okay. Because it's kind of like a quick draw you're doing on the yeah. on the thing as it lands. Okay. Uh, sounds good. I will do that, then. All right, so this is going to be your D20 plus four plus an accuracy. Fifteen. Nice. All right. With that, you throw the canister and as it lobs through the air, as it just about lands, you can see the ferroliquid just detect that there is a fast moving breach around it the ferro liquid starts to climb up the sides of the device uh and starts to overheat and you can see it's it's a flashback to when this happened with the mechs when they would overheat and explode in the combat but you quick draw your gun you pop the canister just as it's overhead and you hit it perfectly on the side so it explodes towards the camera and you see it is in, uh, the the liquid that is inside must be under heavy compression because as soon as it hits air, two things happen instantly. One, it instantly becomes a gas. So the liquid instantly becomes a gas, coats the entire thing, and everything is frozen solid, including like a good like 10 foot, like a 10 foot circle of the sea of the roof around the thing that you just froze. Nice. Okay. And after wow. like after like five seconds, there's no explosion. After five seconds, you can actually see in frozen statuary the liquid frozen solid as it was climbing up the side of the thing. Uh, you note that like as it was climbing and starting to explode, what happens is it starts to glow. It now almost looks like coal, like the 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 iron liquid as it was mm-hmm. like climbing the sides of the device. 
the the veins of the liquid as it was climbing the device are still there like frozen in statuary and it almost looks like a cool like um texture frozen to the side of the object wow nicely done steve good shot this probably won't explode so uh i'm gonna go fly over towards it and get close i assume it doesn't react there's no reaction i poke it once and it explodes. Okay, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm here for. Okay, now Ready you you get close. You you poke it slightly. Um, you're not sure how quickly this will unfreeze, but it seems unresponsive right now. All right. Uh, then I will I will pick it up. Then okay. Um, you are able to um, because the entire roof around it is frozen you are able to rock the device like back and forth once and one good jostle is enough to like basically snap the struts that were like anchoring it to the roof cool Uh, then I will fly it down and set it down in front of the others and go I have no idea what to do with this thing but I also don't know how long we have before it blows up so what is this? This is a big block of ice. Basically. It is not a block of ice. It is a freezing burst of liquid turned gas covered the entire thing and froze what humidity there was in the air and what humidity is yeah. between all the joints and stuff. It is not turned into a block of ice. There's not enough liquid. For, you know what I mean? Like when you yeah, talk about yeah, something gotcha. flash freezing, it doesn't turn into a literal block of ice unless it's covered in water. There was no water. Right. So it's just all of the metal and all of the stuff on it is is as cold as it can get, basically. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. And the atmospheric um, water around it has all frozen to it. So there is a thin layer of like a solid sheen around it. You know, we should have, we probably should have got another one of those uh, sample containers just for the camera. Too late now. Hmm. Would the container be big enough? Does anyone have like some severe coolant in their mech? Dime? But like with no. your heat situation. Oh you oh you vented, that's right. Yeah, I, my mech literally vents the heat. He has the most efficient venting system that has ever been devised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a heat sink that gets stronger the ho- the hotter it runs, so I I don't require a coolant. So yeah. Mm. All right, you have a frozen piece of surveillance tech covered in unknown technology. Well, well, you can probably hack the camera if you wanted to now. All the technology is frozen. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't think, uh, while it's frozen like this, I'll be able to input any, like, I don't, I don't think it, it, you know, like any electricity is going to flow through it. Is it conductive? I mean, the circuits inside are still the circuits. I guess so. That's true. 
Yeah, see, um, we, see what we sure. can figure out. I could, I could give it a shot. All right. I mean, it's in sensor range of you. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Go for it. All right. So I'll roll hacker fix. I, I, I of course, back up. Like, <laughs> to a safe distance. <laughs> yeah, a good call. If that was not clear. <laughs> All right. Let me see if I can, uh, like, interface it with my mech systems and this is I no can... this is no longer a dangerous role because the dangerous part of it can no longer trigger while it is frozen yeah that's great uh, i rolled a 10 which is good because a 10 would have activated the danger if it was still a dangerous role <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> uh, but as it is it's just a success um so yeah you're able to hack into the mundane camera equipment that this object represents <clears throat> what do you want out of it uh can i see if it was sending uh the sending video like wirelessly to like um any kind of server or destination yes it was transmitting to something on the surface above you here um it doesn't it doesn't really say what it was just it's just a transmitter it doesn't have like a record of what it was transmitting to you know okay um that's fine yeah so so can't get a location um because it's probably just transmitting to like some it, it basically like, had a, I, yeah. a, it, you are able to like intuit this because address. it had it had a transmitter pointed upward that it was sending stuff out of right gotcha. yeah the, um is all the video saved onto the device it is um i'm gonna ask lynch to scrub through uh the video as far back as it can go um just to see um and see if he can pick up anyone else that passes by besides us okay you scrub back as far as you can um and the thing is it doesn't ever show anyone else besides you guys because remember this pathway was blocked until you drilled it open yeah um but you go back to the very beginning to when it was switched on and you do see something for one second after it was switched on and it looks like there was a squad of mechs here who deployed this object here and then left. And you were able to get a sight on the squad of mechs that deployed this object here. All right, I'll freeze frame. Enhance. You freeze frame. Enhance. These are mechs you've not seen before. They are all black everything. They are... um. Uh, there is one that is kind of like a lithe mech um, that seems to have like a variety of deadly implements attached to it. There is a hulking like flat like military hardware like assault style mech with like an underslung grenade launcher on the bottom of its thing. And it is a those are accompanied by what is like very obviously a heavy artillery mech. It is like four walking legs with just racks and racks and racks of missiles on either side of its center torso. And these do not huh. look like pirate mechs. Um, yeah. They they look like these look like when I say the word mercenary, 
I'm not really talking about what you guys look like. I'm talking about what these guys look like. Does that make sense? These look right. like like deadly mercenaries. Like like professional. Like, Perf- uh, like Yes. Like yeah. we'll have assisted. Not, that we're not professional. Yeah, yeah, but. Keep saying all <laughs> these things that were that were not. Are yeah. they also handsome? <laughs> these are these are the type of mercenaries that like legitimate governments would hire to do wet work kind of thing, right? Like these look like that level of professionalism. Um yeah. and they have an icon on them that you are able to identify by isolating the data from this camera. It is an image of a wolf head with a spiked collar. Wolf head. Spiked Do we collar. recognize it's not, this it's not a, No, it is not a dog. It is the head of a wolf, but it has a spiked collar like a dog. Yeah, sure. And pass this around um, to everyone. Like, it look familiar? Is there anyone on your crew who had ever seen this before? Dine has a chance of having seen it before. And Rock's not here any longer. So yeah, I, I think saying, this looks like a rock question. I think Dine is the only one who has a chance to have seen this before. Uh, I'd probably roll a flat D20. How, how closely has Steve ever worked with mercenaries before? Um... <clears throat> Probably not. Okay. Probably not very. No, I wouldn't think so. Okay, because Dine, the only reason you're getting this role is because you worked with mercenaries when you were on Farfield teams. Yep. Okay, so go ahead and roll me what you think makes sense for, like, uh, have I, do I recall this from my history? It's probably just a flat D20 based on what triggers I have. Okay. Um, I'm not giving you advantage from your background. I'm letting you have this roll from your background. So you won't get, right. you won't get accuracy for this. Just a flat roll. Four. Four. It does not stand out to you. There is something about it that looks like means business, but you're not sure what gives you that impression. This is one of those things where I know who I'd ask to get the answer, but yeah. I don't have access to that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's 100% the case. Uh, Hale might know, if, if you guys don't. That's that's actually an idea, yeah. Well, uh, you know, that might be something we can do when she calls you back, but for now... I think she'll appreciate this information, if anything. Hell, I think we even have maybe the evidence uh, we could show to... Um, uh, to to Crux Croy and Ken Talon player. Yeah, if, if nothing else, sway them. If nothing else, this suggests that um, Smack is working with some other crew. Even if we don't know who that crew is, it's definitely some other group involved. Uh, speaking of Hale, guess who's calling? Ring ring. Ruination and conditioning. <laughs> no they took his Probably. computer away they've made an enemy this day by taking <laughs> oh, away yeah, ruination conditioning's know. power he's oh, like yeah. i can't use any done. of the terminals on the whole ship for how long <laughs> <laughs> My God. they don't know what they've done they've awoken the sleeping dragon <laughs> um, um but yeah I'll you're answer. you're actually getting the callback from Hale. it's this is like four hours later like you guys spent a while at the at the chemical plant 
I'll answer and say, hey, oh, we were just talking about you. No. Oh. Explain why my ears are burning. Yeah. What you got for me? Uh, well, I got in touch with um, uh, Bet Noir. I have some contacts there, drinking buddies, you know. Um, I was not expecting. You know, I used to not ever talk to uh, pirate leaders. You know, I tend to like being a little bit more under the radar. But for you, I've now had to talk to two of them that scare me to death. And um, so, yeah, I have their leader on the other line for you. Oh, right now. Yeah. Yeah. They said, oh, you can put me in touch with them. Uh, then do it. Um, that's how they said that to me. It felt threatening. All right. Well, I best. I guess you better transfer me over. Yeah, okay, bye. <laughs> and Hale just transfers the call. <laughs> Gives you a cold oh, wow. transfer, just drops the line to you. Um, on the other side of the screen, it looks almost entirely dark. You can almost see nothing in the room where this other person is. Uh, you see there is a figure in the room, a live figure, tall, uh, standing in front of the term, like in front of the terminal on the other end, illuminated probably just by the light from the terminal. Um, and you see, you, you can't even make out their face because they are wearing an intricate silver fox mask that covers their entire face. Okay. I'll uh, say, uh, are you Astro Tramming? That is me. Why are you trying to get a contact with us? Well, um, I'm just... W my group and I were in a bit of a bind. And I thought, well, enemy of my enemy. You know, people quote that at me a lot. You'd be surprised how often people say that and how often it is wrong. I'm sure. Your enemy of your enemy can still be your enemy. Maybe it's a useful enemy sometimes. But... I digress. Why are you trying to get in contact with me? Yes, at the very least, I thought we might have information uh, we could share that it could be mutually beneficial. I'm listening. Um, I have... I know that Pound Foolish is uh, trying to pin this recent explosion on me and my crew. Um, but I have proof that Smek is using some kind of advanced technology, and they're the ones responsible for that explosion. Not, not me, and uh, I don't think you either. Um, I'm not sure why they're trying to blame you. I was hoping you might tell me. But first of all, uh, the proof, we were able to extract uh, a piece of technology, in fact, the camera they filmed us with, um, it's augmented with some kind of strange uh, liquid um, that's able to self-repair and will blow up if you get too near it. Um, thanks to some uh, ingenious thinking by my crew, we were able to freeze it, uh, and we've preserved the sample here. Um, uh, I figured it would be interesting to all parties, uh, all, all three factions, uh, yourself, White Rabbit, uh, and Kingfisher, because 
Smack is working with something that clearly gives them a leg up over you. We are also able to retrieve footage from that camera um, showing some sort of mercenary group uh, down, down in uh, the tunnels before we were even there. And this is like a military-grade equipment. I'm going to send you the, the photos we have. You'll remember um, I've, I've sent out uh, the videos of our uh, engagement uh, with SMEC down before the explosion, down underneath the surface. Um, and you'll see that there's these corrupted patches. Um, for whatever reason, this liquid they use uh, doesn't show up on film, which is why it's so important for us to get a sample of it, which we now have, frozen. So, what do you think? Interested? I'm interested why you think much of this is as strong as evidence as you seem to believe it is, but there are some intriguing things here. Well, I would have thought you'd be interested that one of your rivals is clearly allied themselves with uh, uh, professional mercenary groups and is using technology that no one else has access to. Doesn't that mercenary, strike you as concerning? Mercenary groups move all the time through bandit circles. I would guess no fewer than three crews on planet right now working for Smack used to be respectable mercenary crews before all the wars dried up or the corpos didn't need them anymore so they turned to piracy. Just them being a mercenary company doesn't tell me anything. Well, how about this? And I'll, I'll send him an image of the wolf with the spike collar. Ah. I had my suspicions. Yeah? Who are they? Uh, the Pit Wolves. They have a pretty vicious reputation. That's, what's, that's who Smek is working with. That seems about right. And this technology? You're not interested? Oh, I'm very interested. Do not confuse my subtlety with disinterest. I just don't know if you actually know anything of value to me. Well, I suppose we can hold this, this technology for ourselves if you don't want to see it. Are you able to contain it? You said it explodes. Yes, we froze it. Hmm. At great peril. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, if you are able to get this to us so that we can examine it, then sure, I will let you give it to my technicians so they can examine it for you. Are you able to keep it frozen? Yes. Okay, well, excellent. It seems we have a deal. What do you want in exchange? I want to know uh, why... Smek is uh, trying to pin this attack on you and not the other two factions. Because I never underestimated him. And I think they know it. Well, I'll send Astro a message. We're all listening to this, right? Yeah, I yeah. imagine so. Okay. 
I'll send Astro a message saying, like, uh, maybe some assurance that he'll help us fight them. It's a she, by the way. Oh, she. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, in addition, um, w- will you help us fight them? And will you? No. Uh, what? Of no. course not. We so have two other crews on planet right now who are looking at us with suspicion. We have Smack, who you claim yourself has some sort of rare technology that makes them more powerful than normal, and by your own admission has purchased or come into contact with or made a deal with um, some very rough and tumble, vicious reputation mercenaries. I don't see what I get out of fighting them versus leaving. Well, I suppose that's a very reasonable uh that that's a very reasonable response. In that case, we will probably have to take this technology to Kingfisher or um White Rabbit because they did express that if we brought them proof, they could they would help us. I am suspicious of you. Well, I feel like it is important to air that out front so you know where this comes from. I don't know why you're here. Why are you on this planet? Who hired you? Why are you getting your nose involved in this? I'm certainly not going to tell you who hired us, but we Ah, are just trying... So you admit that that's important then and something I should look into. I never said that. I'm just said that any you as good much admitted it. Any good mercenary group keeps their clients confidential. That's just standard practice. And since you you asked me point blank who hired me, I'm just explaining why I won't be answering that. Very good, Astro. I'm glad you can defend your point so well. As to your other question, we're just trying to investigate what happened on this planet. I find it interesting that these four factions, pirate factions, are here salvaging what they can, and not one of you is even interested as to why an entire uh, community, an entire um, settlement of people vanished into thin air. Oh, I'm very interested. I just don't think there's anything of interest here. Left, that is. And why are you still on the planet? Salvage. We need to make money. I mean, it's obvious that Smack already has whatever data there is on the disappearance. Well, that's why we're here. We want to find out what they know. But why? That's our mission. Your motives are too unclear. Well, it's not my responsibility to explain our motives to you. Yes, but you make a bad business partner. If I'm looking for an opportunity, one that may help you, one that can get one over on smack, I need to have trust that I understand what is motivating the person on the other side of the deal. If your motivations are some odd sense of personal justice, then 
As soon as you see something that motivates you some other way, you might flitter off like a butterfly. Or if you're motivated by money, smack might buy you right out from underneath of us and you'll become an enemy. Uh, we are lo- I'm going to jump on and after he's or after she stops talking, go look, one of the other planets that got disappeared because there are others was one that I used to live on and I'd sure as hell like to know what happened to my family. She pauses for a moment. See, those are some motivations that make a little bit more sense to me. It could be a lie, but at least it makes more sense. And I respect an honest lie. We're just trying to get to the bottom of this mystery. And we suspect, um, we suspect this leads to, uh, to, um, a greater conspiracy because this has been happening, um, as my, as, as, uh, Steve just said, this has been happening on other planets as well. I'm sure if you've been investigating and looking into it that you already have some of this information, so I'm not going to charge it uh, you for it, because I would assume good investigators would already have this information. Um, I'm sure you're already aware of the new advisory board that Pound Foolish is employing. I've yep. heard about a few of them, yes. You also have heard that it is specifically the tip that um, disseminated through Smack that everyone came here in the first place. They were the first to become aware of this newly vacant salvageable planet. Yeah, it seems awfully lucky for them, doesn't it? I'm going to assume that's a joke. Um, it's hard to tell. Um, but obviously these two things are connected. That whoever this new person is that Pound Foolish has hired is who gave him the information about this planet. It is likely a man man named Donahan. Yes, I came across that info too. Odd that I can't find much about him or his movements or how he gets from place to place. How did you fare in that regard? Not much better. We suspect he's with the Noesis Mandate. They're a funny lot, aren't they? Have you had many encounters with them? We we have had a few encounters with them, yes. But there's a lot we don't know about them. Hmm. I would agree from my own experiences with them as well. What would you say strikes you most about them? I would say they have access to technology I've never seen before. That is interesting. It's interesting that you bring that up. They've had people on moot. Um, Obviously, you're aware um, we have a base there. Um, The people there don't quite listen to them. They're... I imagine that must be quite frustrating preaching to the lost and hopeless, but you also have no concern for their moralizing. 
do you know what they're here for or where they came from? Because that, I think, is some information worth paying for. I wish I did, Hmm. but I don't. So you're investigators, but you don't know a whole lot more, it sounds like. This is what we're here to investigate. What can I say? Mm. I'm willing to keep my ears open and keep my eyes trained for opportunities. And if an opportunity to hamstring a rival or to hurt someone who has slandered me, or to get one over on those pompous assholes next door, I'd be more than happy to take it. Are you able to find something like that? Uh, possibly. But we need, uh, we need to have, uh, we need to have a safe space to work from. Hmm. Right now we're fugitives. Yes. Obviously I can't take you in. Well, that's unfortunate. It would be as good as admitting guilt. You were blamed, we were blamed. If people saw you come to us, ah, the falcon goes home to roost. Well, how about this? Um... I would have to square things away with the White Rabbit. They, after all, possess our ship. So uh, even if you could take us in, uh, we wouldn't be going anywhere anywhere, anyway without our ship. Um, I would need to show them the technology we have, but I can look into what you're asking in the meantime, and we'll be in touch. I acceptable. I am open to working with you. I believe your temperament might make things a little bit difficult, but there's some promise in what you've been able to accomplish. Riling up your adversaries alone means you're pressing some pressure points. There is... One more thing I need to tell you. Just as a courtesy between co-conspirators. Whoever is behind foolish is no fool. There is... There is a shrewdness to every act they've made for a while now. But history digs deep grooves, and the other crews haven't started to see it until now. I believe this Donahan has been pulling strings in smack for a while now. I don't have specifics, but They've started losing less people to botched raids. They started to pull in more take for more successful heists. I've kept a careful eye on things. This 
this quiet takeover must have come with some extreme benefits because Pound Foolish is a proud man and he would never let someone puppet him, even to success, unless the deal was sweet indeed. There is more being given here than just some success. And I just thought it would be good to know that going forward, investigators, because perhaps that's another thread you can tug on. I think I would very much like to know that as well. So in this, we're in agreement. Don't do something stupid like go to them and try to turn us in. <laughs> One, it would be dumb because they would probably just kill you. But two, it doesn't work out best for you or for me. Or they don't even know it yet. Best for smack. The best thing Trust. for everyone is to let these machinations play out and just make sure you're on the right side of them when they do. Good advice. And trust me, the, the last the last group I want to be running into the arms of is Smack. Good. You have some sense then. I was hoping I wasn't dealing with cowards. Well, uh, I guess we'll be in touch. If you find something I can use. Oh, and trust me. It need not be wholly legitimate. As long as it's a convincing enough fake, anything will do. I'll keep that in mind. Ciao for now. And the line ends. <laughs> Astro wipes his brow. They're planning something. They know a lot more than the other crews, that's for sure. Well, like she said, um, she didn't take Pound Foolish as a fool. Yes. She she confirmed a lot of my suspicions. Um, definitely validated the idea that uh, Pound Foolish... Is, is being offered something incredible in order for him to cede control like he has. Uh, it's a little scary to think what that might be. I feel like we're only scratching the surface here. Well, hopefully whatever comes up during our investigation won't end up killing us. It's a definite possibility right now. Hey, so how are we going to keep this thing cold? And uh, how do we get it to White Rabbit? And there is where we're going to end the session. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Questions to ponder.
Well, you just seemed really confident for some reason. Yeah. I'm just kind of wondering. I, I also was excited to see in the future what genius plan Astro has that he seemed so confident about. So I guess we'll open with that at the beginning of next session. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the genius Astro plan. I have lots of plans. All right. Well, thank you for joining us yet again. The web uh, just keeps getting more complicated. Uh, so uh, you're picking at the right strings. I'm very excited that you're getting close to teasing a few of them out. So yeah. uh, I guess we'll see how those resolve next time. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> we will see you next time. Bye bye. 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 Bye.